Hello and welcome to Fresh Dialogues. I'm Alison Van Diggelen from Silicon Valley, California. This week's podcast brings together my recent BBC and Commonwealth Club interviews that seek to answer the following questions. Why does Amal Clooney care about gun violence and what is she doing? Who is Emma Gonzalez and why could she create a turning point in gun control? And what can you do? Travel guru and businessman Rick Steves has one powerful idea. In this podcast, you'll hear excerpts of my BBC World Service report. But let's start with Amal Clooney, who was a keynote speaker at the Conference for Women in Silicon Valley and recently contributed 500000 to this month's gun reform rally. I just am blown away by these students. I think they are doing an amazing job. Um, at turning a tragedy into advocacy. It's only been a week since this happened, and I'm in awe of how, uh, you know, courageous they are and how effective they are. You know, they, I would never have had, I don't think, the presence of mind or the courage at 16 years old, let alone having just gone through what they have, um, to be able to sort of, you know, stand face-to-face with the president, a senator, the NRA, and, and ask these tough questions. And I think they are determined for change to come, and they are the best vehicle for that. They are our best hope. You know, as someone who didn't grow up in the U.S. and is observing it, I've, I've always just thought of it as this great country that sort of provides this example to so many others. And the idea that children are scared to go to school, that, you know, Uh, bulletproof backpacks are sold out and that they have to go through these, you know, live shooter drills and that that's part of a reality and that, you know, the solution now would be, oh, let's start arming teachers. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. I've heard in the last week in all these discussions theories about, well, maybe it's because there's violence in films or, you know, maybe it's because there's a mental health issue. There's a mental health issue and violence in films in countries all over the world, but this is the only country where this kind of problem exists. So the, the difference is guns. Now we'll hear my interview with NPR's Kelly McEvers backstage at the Conference for Women. We spoke shortly after Amal Clooney made these remarks. Kelly McEvers explains why something snapped in Florida and why the young survivors of this mass shooting could create real change. What about gun control? Are you planning to do anything on gun control? There's Emma Gonzalez's speech, the other speeches that were made. It's something that you and Amal Clooney just discussed. And she was quite forceful about what's happening here and impressed by the power and the passion of these young leaders. What is your prediction over what's going to happen? There's been such a cynicism and such an eye-rolling after every one of these shootings. And it's in my profession as much as anywhere else. Oh, another one. Nothing's going to be done. Nobody's going to do anything. And so I think everybody's been waiting for somebody to do something. But for whatever reason, with this particular one, something has snapped. A lot of times after these shootings, you know, you've got about a two- or three-day window to put people on the shows, and then the show moves on, and then the news is something else. I think there's something that's longer and bigger here, and we've seen that. What made you think that, Kelly? It's this crazy confluence events. You know, Las Vegas, these were all people at a concert who didn't know each other. Aurora, same thing, movie theater, Newtown, little kids, people in just like the deepest, darkest, most heinous grief. Not that you can measure grief or say one person's grief is worse than another, but this is this confluence of everyone knows everyone. They're from the same community. They're teenagers, and they just know how to say 
what they want. You know, but why didn't like, this happen after Columbine? That was a high school too. Yeah, well, you didn't have Instagram. You were really putting it down to Instagram? Well, or Twitter. I mean, I, I follow the kids on Twitter because I don't use Instagram. So, I mean, I just watch them on Twitter. I mean, they're just trolling the trolls in ways that, like, no one's ever done. They're just saying things out loud that no one's ever done. And we, in the mainstream media, are listening because they get a pass, right? You sheltered yourself in a closet for four hours. You get to say what you want. You know, even after a while, the parents of victims, you know, after a while on the news programs, you're like, all right, we've heard enough of these now. It's time to move on. These kids, for whatever reason, people are not moving on from them. And I think it has to do with the media. I think it has to do with us. I think we're giving them a pass because they were there. And, you know, you get this, you get a survivor's pass or something. And, and also I think because everybody's just so desperate for something to happen. Do you think it's to do with the new, young, fresh voices? And do you also think the Me Too movement has something to do with this? That's very possible, right? You've, everyone's looking around and saying like, oh, I can go to the airport and protest if, if there's some law saying people flying to this country can't come into this country. Like, oh, I can respond on Twitter. I can make a hashtag. I can start a GoFundMe account. I can come forward and just say my thing. Yeah. So I think it has to be that Me Too is part of it. We don't know. And what do you think will keep that momentum going? Or do you think the dust is going to set and we'll all move on and nothing will change? I don't know. I mean, these kids seem tireless. Um, I think, you know, at the national level, a Republican-controlled Congress, a Republican president... It's hard to imagine a major piece of gun legislation. At the state level, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of possibility there. For a long time, these elected officials have been able to take money from people, and you know, some people know that and other people don't, and no one's really just tried to call them on it, and now they are. And so I, are businesses going to rethink who they do business with? Are politicians going to rethink who they take money from? I mean, that's the bigger thing that could come out of this too, not just policy. Right. Is this potentially a future episode for Embedded? Yeah, it's interesting. I try to think who we'd be embedded with. I kind of want to be embedded with the kids. Stay tuned. (laughs) And finally, here's a segment of my live appearance on the BBC World Service this week. I'm in conversation with the BBC's Fergus Nicholl as we discuss the influence of the NRA on America's midterm elections. The BBC shared highlights of my Rick Steves interview. I interviewed him at the Commonwealth Club of California on February 17th, the same day Emma Gonzalez gave her unforgettable speech in Florida. I'm just wondering how much the current turmoil that's been caused, you have to say, by young people in Florida, how much of that will spread across the nation this election season? Well, I'm certainly witnessing more and more influential people here in the United States speaking up and speaking out about the proliferation of guns and gun violence in the United States. I recently interviewed a prominent TV personality and owner of a multi-million dollar travel business at the Commonwealth Club of California. His name is Rick Steves. And I asked him about the Florida massacre and especially these young teens who are speaking out forcibly and with a lot of passion and a lot of bravery about the issue. And he didn't pull his punches about politics and the NRA. In the, in the last week, I've been in the halls of Congress in Washington, D.C., and I've been in three or four state houses on the eastern seaboard. And in every case, I met Second Amendment uh, gun rights people. They're out there lobbying. And we're out here, uh, what are we doing? You know, we're complaining about it. So, you know, we're losing that game. 
This is hard politics. I don't think we can uh, make laws about this. I think we've got to unelect people who get money from the NRA and elect people who proudly don't, as a matter of principle, take money from the NRA. As long as it's good politics to take money from the NRA, you're going to get money from the NRA. Well, that's Rick Steves. And, and it's really interesting how two factors really seem to be working very fast at the moment, Alison. One is young people getting registered to vote, which seems to be happening in Florida especially and will no doubt spread. The other is business changing the game. We heard, of course, about Walmart, Dick Sporting Goods, but BlackRock as well getting involved. That's right. Yes, major investment advisor. They're looking into offering their clients the opportunity to avoid investments in the whole gun industry, which really would undermine the NRA's whole mission. But I also recently attended a large Silicon Valley conference for women. Amal Clooney spoke there, and she w- she got the biggest applause when she addressed this whole issue of these brave teens standing up to the NRA. Diane Feinstein, our U.S. Senator here in California, she talked recently about one of her constituents sharing with her, my seven-year-old daughter is scared to go to school. So that's the kind of thing. It's a very personal thing. And suddenly I think people have been woken up from their stupor and a lot of people are taking a stand. And as you say, both in the political and in the business arena. So it's, it's promising for those of us who feel that something needs to change here.